podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. What if you could make fresh, delicious meals at home without the stress of planning, prepping, or cleaning up? Introducing Tavala. Tavala is a first-of-its-kind meal service that makes eating well effortless. By combining a countertop smart oven with delivered meals, just scan a QR code to cook dinner. First, choose from a variety of chef-crafted meals delivered weekly to your door. When you're ready to eat, just do one minute of easy prep. Next, scan your meal's QR code with the Tavala Smart Oven, while the oven automatically switches between modes and temperatures for the perfect cook. Just sit back and relax. Your food's ready in 25 minutes or less. No shopping, no chopping, no cleanup. Simplify mealtime today with Tavala. Go to Tavala.com now to save $150 on a Tavala Smart Oven when you agree to order meals six times. That's T-O-V-A-L-A.com. Promo applied automatically at checkout. Tavala. Eat well effortlessly. Tavala.com. Welcome to a Celtic State of Mind. I'm Paul John Dykes and this evening I'm joined by Colin Watt for the post-match reaction podcast to our 2-0 victory against Ross County. Colin, sum it up for us. What's your um, your takeaway? What's your observations from this evening's action? I mean, we said at half-time, we're still looking for a bit of a spark. It was pretty comfortable in the end, despite being uninspiring. Um Three points in the bag. The performances will come. We saw glimpses of what we can do tonight. Uh, We just didn't really fully execute it. (laughs) Griff, what can you say? I mean, he goes from missing a a one-on-one with the goalkeeper to scoring an outstanding header in that second half. It was brilliant. Um, And Christy, what he can do when he actually puts the ball over, when he actually... It doesn't take the, the shot on, he actually plays the ball in, it was fantastic. This is something of a revelation that you're giving some credit to Ryan Christie, Colin. You're <laughs> said, his biggest critic, aren't you? <laughs> I said to you at the time, it was just a... You've just got to see more of that from him. His inconsistency is absolutely brutal. And it just feels as though we're like a few better decisions away from winning 4-5-0 and five nil today. Oh, yeah. um, the decision-making really let us down. Um, but a fantastic start, I saw that... Uh, Griffiths has now scored 20 goals with his head for Celtic mm. and he's second behind Henrik Larsson in the most amount of headed goals scored since 1985. That's a phenomenal record. Yeah, it is. And you, you know, sometimes you forget because of the stature of the man just how uh, lethal he is in the air. Now that you've brought up Lee Griffiths, let's start off with his performance. Uh, let's marry that into the, the big question around starting the two up front, Edward 
and Griffiths. And one of the points that was made during the actual match commentary by Darren O'Day was he may not have got in the score sheet, but Edward had one of his best games for quite some time. And, and I think that he's benefiting from having his strike partner there. Yeah, you could see that he wasn't um, feeling as though he had to create the chance himself. He knew that Griffiths would be able to find him with some passes. He was kind of darting all over the park. He was looking more like the Edward of old tonight. And uh, it was good to see that from him, as you said. He didn't score. Um, he didn't really have much of a chance, I think. Most of his shots came from the edge of the area or just outside. So, yeah, we'll we'll see more of that if we continue to play with that partnership up front. The question I'd say to everybody that's watching and everyone um, who's contributing is, would you go with the two up front again away at Hamilton? Would you keep that going? Personal, yeah, 100%. And against London United. Um, and then you asked the question before the eve of the Derby game against Rangers at that stage. But I think that once you get that winning formula, and we had this discussion before coming on live, Colin, I see it as four wins on the bounce, but I take on the point that we drew against Hearts. But, you know, we won the encounter, didn't we, via a penalty kick shootout. Mm-hmm. So four games on the bounce, that's following 12. That run of 12 with two wins in 12. People are saying, have we turned a corner? I think we spoke all about that before the game. The important thing was the the result, but we should be winning games like that fairly academically. We should mm-hmm. be beating the likes of St. Johnston by a couple of goals at home. These are the games that we've uh, recently uh, not been able to, to win. Uh, and then we look up to Perth, and I think the last you were telling me, Rangers were winning 3 nothing. So they've extended their lead in in terms of goals deficit. Um, so these games, like you say, you're winning two nothing, but it was a dominant performance. We probably should have won by a few more goals. Um, I don't think that Ross County completely came out to defend. You know, it wasn't. It didn't feel like one of those performances where we were trying to break them down, mm-hmm. or are we just getting better at it? I mean, I thought that when Mikey Johnson came on, I says to you, "Well, Mikey Johnson's given us a few answers um, because he's given us that word, he's given us the um, that kind of jinky uh, kind of nature that we see sometimes mm-hmm. from uh, yep. Jeremy Frimpong, and he's creating chances. Uh, he looked very, very lively, did Mikey Johnson, didn't he? He certainly did and the only criticism I can say is that he didn't come on a bit earlier because the game was getting a bit flat and he could have been doing with his introduction um, earlier on. He did fantastic to have the, the link up play on the edge of the box just towards the edge of the game um, when he squared it for Encham who didn't connect with it properly. Um, he, yeah, he offered that width and you saw McGregor and Christie going left and right to offer it as well for the, the guys to overlap them. Um I'm not too sure about having turned a corner. It's certainly a better performance. Um, it's one of those routine ones you'd have ex- expected in other seasons. We've not really had them this year, so um, it's good to get them and to get the points on the board and just get a wee bit of momentum building up and see where it takes us. Let's have a look through some more of the comments before we focus on a few of the other performances. Colin McGrory on YouTube, not bad for an unfit Griff. Well, you've got to give Griffiths credit. Uh you know, I, I think the stat you were saying before the game was, uh, you know, what was it, four goals in 200 minutes of football, yep. something like that. Uh, and there's another goal tonight. Yeah, he had a great chance. One to one, you would have put money on him scoring that. But again, an excellent header. What a pro- what a ball as well. Who, who was it that crossed it over? Oh, it was Ryan Christie. Ryan Christie. It was an excellent delivery by Christie. Um, now, Kaplan Mark, again, feels that this was uninspiring. Let's be honest, it's an accident waiting to happen. I thought about this um, during the first half. I thought to myself, you know, when you're on a, a decent enough run and you're sitting top of the league and you have a game like this, 
you know, on a Wednesday night and you beat Ross County 2 nothing, and it's fairly uninspiring, it doesn't worry you in the slightest. It's just because of the circumstances that we find ourselves in, Colin, that you seem to analyse everything, don't you? Uh, the scrutiny is obviously a lot higher on the players because there is more being put on the team as a whole, um, especially when you're behind, you're second in the league. Um, you're, you're wanting to close that gap. You're, you're looking to get a 9 and a 10 out of everybody each week. But to be honest with you, you get the three points and you take it as the next game coming up. You just want to keep getting those three points on the board. Some of the performances are the difference between why we won this game and lost the cup game, though. I mean, taking a look at Sorrow today, mm. he was outstanding. Yeah. Some of his play was unbelievable. And uh, for me, I, I think he's undroppable now. I don't think there's any way you can bring back in Brown um, to drop out Sorrow because he really showed what he can do tonight. I think the, the only aspect of tonight's performance was that shot with the outside of the right, the right boot that was heading towards the corner flag. Other than that, that was a, a pretty flawless performance, Colin. And I agree with you. I just think that he just, you know, he shows it up. And then again, as a, as a byproduct of that, you've got McGregor who starts to orchestrate the play a wee bit more because he's getting that freedom uh, in front of Sorrow. So yeah, I agree with you. I think that Sorrow was uh, one of our star performers tonight. He's one of the guys you think he's just going to give you that level of consistency as well. Um, he's got such an engine. But going back to Christie, uh, when we're talking about him, there was a, an occasion where he had uh, played in Frimpong and then about two minutes later, he's on the left-hand side winning the ball. And I said that to you, this is what I was talking about at half-time. If we could just kind of hone that to a, a, an area of the park um, and temper it a wee bit, I think he'd be far, far more effective. You just wonder what position he was asked to play tonight. Was he given that free sort of role or was he told, you're on the left, you're in the middle? You don't really know from the way he played tonight, do you? Well, this is the thing, and I think that he'd be far better served uh, within an area of the park. He seems to spread himself far too thinly. Uh, Hugh Conley, easy street second half, but those chances need to be taken careless last few minutes. Going back to what you said, Colin, you know, it was kind of fine margins between a 2-0 and a 4-5-0 because we are creating the chances. And it was the same against Hearts, you know, a couple of chances by Eduard that on another day would have nestled in the back of the net. And that's the difference, and that's why we've got such a, a deficit when you look at the goal difference as well. Mm-hmm. And we were speaking about it in the, the bulletin earlier on. There was three key elements to the performance we wanted to see today. We wanted to see who would start in goal, and we went with Connor Hazard. He didn't really have a lot to do. I think he made two saves in the whole game, and they were both from shots from long range. Uh, we wanted to see who would play up front. A lot of people were saying Griff has to start. He started, played really well. And the third one was what we would do on the wings and in the, the middle of the park. And I've got to say, the team played really well. The, the subs, I'm not sure they were the right subs to bring on. Um, going back to one up front didn't really work Griff was still looking for that partner to play off of but do you know what it's, a, it's three points in the bag that's what I'll keep saying it's three points in the bag it's another win it builds momentum and that's what we need when we go into this game at the new year now the thing with Christie I mean all season 
Colin, we've uh, we've definitely have different views on the player. I think you realise that he does have a talent. McGrory yeah. would tell him yesterday he does still divide uh, opinion within the Celtic support. I'm a big fan, but I can see his faults. I certainly can see his faults. Eugene Ritchie, three points is great, but why, oh why, do we insist on going through the middle teams instead of hitting the byline? Johnston looked tricky. You said again in the first half um, that you know that that moment when Frimpong instinctively goes past a couple of players, hits a byline. That's what creates you the chance. Yep. We've seen something promising from uh, Mikey Johnson when he came on, did we not? Yeah, he did the exact same thing. Hitting the byline, getting the ball across. Unfortunately for Encham, he couldn't connect with it properly. Um, but we just need to see more of that. And I've seen someone commenting earlier saying, do you agree with Michael Stewart's comments from the weekend? Absolutely. T- he was mentioning that when the fullbacks get into the role outside the 18-yard box, their first instinct should be to drive into the box and try and create a chance. Instead, we're putting the ball across and we're only playing one up front. There's not a lot to target in there. Whereas when you get into the box, cut the ball back. You've seen it tonight. Turnbull was on the six-yard box to tuck the ball away. The Johnson done it when he came on as well. Twice he broke into the box. Once across for Encham. The second one he got brought down. Um, fair tackle by the looks of it. It's just... You've got to get into these positions to create the chances. Get into the box and either get your ball across or if you get tackled, it's either going to be a penalty or a clean tackle. You've got to make the opportunity for yourself. Now, uh, Zinkovic is commenting on YouTube. Great result though. A lot of confidence it will give us. I think so. And that is key to the last four games, Colin, isn't it? Even though you might say we drew the game against Hearts. We won the Cup. We won the Cup. So that, that's going to breed confidence. It's four games now. We're starting to put our running games together. Hopefully that can continue against Hamilton and Dundee United before we face Rangers at Ibrox. Jimmy Rain, we have no width. Absolutely agree with that, Jimmy. It's criminal the amount of times we cut inside. And I think that's what we, we actually seen when Johnson came on. Um, is that he did, he did give us that element of worth and I think mm-hmm. that's what I was crying out for in the Scottish Cup uh, in the, the latter stages of the game as well Colin you know try and stretch the back line by utilising Frimpong and, and, and Johnson now if we can use them properly then that, that solves the problem does it not about us not having that worth I think so and I think in the second half you saw um, when Ross County started to tire there was options wide left and wide right for Celtic there was two on that side and the ball just getting played through just wasn't right. Griffiths get played in a fantastic ball. Um, Sorrow wins it in the midfield, plays it to McGregor. McGregor slips him in, and instead of taking it on his right foot, he tries to take it on his left, and it wastes the chance. It's the decision-making. If we get the players playing to a higher level, which we're starting to see, the next thing we need to do is improve the decision-making. Once you see that, I think we'll see us scoring more goals. Um, it could have easily have been 4 or 5 nil tonight with the right decisions. Yeah, it, it was a good point you made and here's another good point coming in from Stevie Co1C Christie is the new James Forrest good things he does are missed and mistakes are over highlighted, I think he's talking to you Colin <laughs> Look, Christie is, the reason Christie annoys me so much is he's just so inconsistent I mean you see what he can do tonight that dink over to Griffiths at the back post who actually does well to get away from his man, he's completely unmarked when he heads that ball into the back of the net. But then there's times where he's, he's shooting from 25, 30 yards when there's a better pass on. The shot from 35 yards in the first half. Just, you want to see 90 minutes out of him. We talk about wanting to see 90 minutes out of Celtic. I want to see 90 minutes out of Ryan Christie this year. And some people are saying they'd love to see 90 minutes out of Lee Griffiths as well. So we'll have a look at some of those comments. Um, 
not even going to try and pronounce that name, but uh, on Twitter you're saying we stockpile players, but for some reason we don't stockpile wingers, and it has cost us. It's definitely been one area of the pitch, Colin, that uh, we've been crying out for a bit of width, and uh, we've been very predictable because we haven't had those players. Now the same names come up time and time again. I'm kind of looking forward to Forrest coming back. We had uh, an exciting young talent in Dembele who's disappeared from view. He could have been back up on the right, but instead we're playing Frimpong every time he's available. And you've got to be aware of that as well. We don't have the backup. So Frimpong, whenever he's fit, he seems to play. Yeah. And uh, I mean, as you say, who else is there? You played Dyer there in the cup final on Sunday. You went to Frimpong again tonight. I don't actually think Frimpong... Um, played poorly at all I think he had a good game mm-hmm. um, again as, you, as we say consistency is key and you just want to see more consistent performances from him you're right the instinct he has is just to get forward beat his man and then he sort of gets the 18 yard box and stops what we need to see is more of what he did tonight in the first half beat his man get the ball into the box get into the box himself put the ball across it's what he did when he came into the team at first and mm-hmm. why he was so effective why we, we fell in love with him we just haven't seen a lot of it so far this season No we haven't now John Sweeney we need to keep the two strikers up front I think after looking at that uh, people have been screaming for that all season Colin when you're playing these teams at home you've got to play with two up front I mean not just at home but particularly when you're playing at Celtic Park and it's three points and we carry on till the next game Stephen James 187 Lee Griffiths header brilliant absolutely you know he just really really well weighted wasn't it he just allowed it to to fall brilliant um, and I think it was one of the best parts of the game for me was was seeing Lee Griffiths uh, back in that that Celtic jersey back in the starting lineup and partner Edward but because we, we keep going back to last season the turning point of last season um, you know that culminated in Lee Griffiths scoring a hat trick against St Mirren in the last game that we were able to attend Colin at Celtic Park and um, you know you were just kind of hoping and praying that we might see that again it looked unlikely time and time mm-hmm. again this season yep. with his fitness issues and, and other issues that he might have had but he is now a first pick and it's all about him keeping that jersey. Uh, do you think Lenny will stick with two up front after seeing a fairly comprehensive victory this evening? You would think so. You'd think he'd go in and not really change a lot up. OK, we're, we're away at Hamilton. It's a tough place to go. Um, they've got the plastic pitch, so I wonder if that will come into um, any of the players maybe coming back in. Anyone with a niggling injury, um, maybe sit that one out. Although it couldn't have been a lot worse than the pitch that we played on tonight. That was a complete disgrace. Um, something really needs to be done about that park but Griff says himself the other day he can run and run and run in training but he needs the match fitness mm. and we saw that tonight some some of the chances that he had you're thinking well if you'd played 10-15 games you'd have stuck two or three of those away um, but the one he does take was, was really really good um, fantastic header and again it's a comfortable win you just want to see a wee bit more you want to see us raise our game and get up to the next level and I see a lot of uh, people coming in in the comments so I'll mention it as well fantastic to get a clean sheet tonight fantastic it's on the list it's on the list Colin so let's talk about it yeah we've got the clean sheet and uh, we both said before the game it would be very cruel I think to have dropped Conor Hazard um, but it's not just about the goalie it's about that central defensive area as well that's uh, been lacking for a, a huge part of the season I thought um, we called Ayer didn't we earlier on mm-hmm. this afternoon yeah. it's the marketer's report 
This week, Patrizia Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct to Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on the difficult task of building and retaining consumer trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy. And we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. The best thing for us to do is to build a relationship with our consumers. And if those consumers have a relationship with the DJs that are on air, then we want to build on that. House of the Dragon, which was one of our most successful, if not the most successful campaign we've ever done for a show, audio was a core part of that. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. Not just a media company, iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. I thought he'd, he'd be moved back into the centre-half position. He, he went on a couple of striding runs, looked great. Still think sometimes Julien's concentration is lacking. He seems to get involved in mind games with the opposition players. He, he looks so disappointed when he plays a poor pass. He needs to compose himself. He's 27 years of age. Mm. Uh, he's not a young kid. He should know that you can't lose your concentration like that. I've seen it again tonight, you know, throwing his arms up in the air and, you know, basically having a word with himself. He just needs to be more composed. I think Ayer um, done particularly well this evening. And he wasn't really tested, but Conor yeah. Hazard had a you know, he had a, a good enough game. And I think what that says this evening is that that's his jersey to lose now. Yeah, and it should be the same way as it should be for Lee Griffiths. Um, it should be for Lee Griffiths to kind of play himself into the team, which he's done. Hazard, clean sheet. Nothing changes then, does it? Why change a winning formula? I would be more than happy to step into the game against Hamilton with the same side. Um, I think we've, we have to kind of keep this momentum going. Oh yeah, we certainly do. Um, Eddie, different with somebody up top with him. Uh, let's do it. Let, let's him do his thing. Absolutely, hundred percent from Michael the boy on Twitter. Uh, now Connor Cahillian was uh, pretty um, <laughs> unimpressed by the performance. Boring and uninspired performance. Players don't know system or where they should be. And you know, we've also got uh, Mo Dornick who doesn't think that we're going to to go to Ibrox and win the game. Um, I don't know. I mean. It's one of these games, Colin, whereby did you see, and be honest, did you see the, the result coming at Celtic Park? The game, the first game? Yeah. Did you did you see that outcome? I didn't think we'd be outplayed as much as we were. Um, that was the biggest disappointment, was we really didn't have a go at them. I felt as if we were just kind of, oh, it's 2-0, is it? That, that'll do. Shut up shop, sort of thing. We, we really didn't create a lot of chances. The one chance we did create was when Griffiths comes on. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, and it's all about momentum. We were on a run of like eight wins or something like that, or eight undefeated by the time we played them, and then they came up against them and it just went wrong. So if you keep this momentum going now, keep the confidence going, then at least you go into that game knowing that the guys are going to actually have a go at them. There's a lot of energy about that team. Sorrow and Turnbull bring a lot of energy. Eddie had his probably best game in a long time. If he starts building a partnership with Lee Griffiths, mm. we were all excited about going to Ibrooks before the the lockdown happened. Yep. Let's get back into that frame of mind if we can keep this run going. I need to dig that ticket out, actually. <laughs> um, I'm sure it's in the glove box. Welshie boy, 1967. Sorrow and Turnbull are a breath of fresh air to that team. Really enjoying watching them in the team. I, I think it, it kind of 
goes on from the point you just made there, Colin. You've got players coming in now, and I, I include Griffiths in this, who a couple of weeks ago probably weren't going to be picks for Ibrox, but they've played themselves into the team. Turnbull, of course, got his start in the Scottish Cup final. I think Sorrow is now vying for a jersey at Ibrox. We spoke earlier this afternoon uh, around, is that the type of game that you could play Sorrow, that you could possibly go into a game against Rangers without your captain? It's a difficult one, isn't it? I mean, you saw the, the kind of role that Brown played in the Cup final on Sunday, and you know that there's going to be similar uh, types of players playing for Rangers in that game. Guys that are going to try and want to get into Turnbull's head, want to get into Sorrow's head, and um, it's as much about experience as what it is about ability in these kind of games. You saw it with, with Rangers when they played guys like Lee McCulloch and Davy Weir for years and years because they, they weren't the best players, but they, they brought the experience to that game. And Brown's got the ability to do that for us as well. You just have to work out then who plays alongside them. Do you change the formation from what you had tonight and then it's him and McGregor sitting in the deep roles? Do you play one of Sorrow and Turnbull? If so, which one do you play? If you play only one, would it be Turnbull for his more attacking options? Is it Sorrow to offer the, the legs alongside Brown? It's a difficult decision. I think Lennon in his head will be wanting to play Scott Brown at Ibrooks, but it's up to the guys on the park to kind of talk him out of it. Well, I think you make yourself undroppable, don't you? Yeah. If you, like Sorrow played like he did this evening and then he goes against uh, Howland again and then against United, it's going to be difficult to drop him, Colin. He then might try and shoehorn Scott Brown into that team. I think that's a bad idea because I think Sorrow's doing the role that Scott Brown has been um, employed to do. Joseph Byrne, Griff's a workhorse, yeah, it's, he definitely is. And I think, you know, as much as people saying that he was uh, knackered and all the rest of it, what a shift he put in. And it's um, interesting to note Lawrence Connolly, good performance after 120 minutes at the weekend. We've got to remember that as well, Colin, because mm. we, we really came out the traps. And that's after 120 minutes um, against Hearts at the weekend. Now, Craig Hassel, 1888. Mikey Johnson looks sharp for a boy that's been out for ages. He certainly did. Now, what do you do with Mikey Johnson? Do you give him a start? Oh, do you know I'd love do, not, do, do you give him a run out to see if, if he's ready for, for the Ibrox encounter? I know I said I wouldn't change the team, but I'd love to try and fit him in there somewhere. Mm. Um, I don't think like Saul had the best of games, but you wouldn't play Mikey Johnson in that position um, because he, like Saul still offers a defensive cover. Where do you get him in? How would you put him inside that team? Well, that, that you would need to change the shape slightly because mm -hmm. I think what you're looking for from Johnson is that width that we've been crying out for. And I think when you're playing Rangers, and again, I haven't seen the lineup tonight, but I, I don't actually think the fullbacks are particularly good in defence. But we didn't test them at Celtic Park, did we? Um, and leading up to that game, we were talking about attacking the fullbacks, pinning them back because actually they are. Um, really potent at coming forward, particularly uh, the right-back Tavernier. So yeah. I'd love to see Johnson up against him. I'd love to see him running at him. I'd love to see Frimpong down the, down the right-hand side doing the same. But in order to do that, Colin, you need to give him a start at some point uh, between now and then. So Hamilton on Boxing Day, I'd maybe, I'd maybe give Johnson a game. I really would. Where do you think his best position is? Well, see where he was playing tonight, where we've got the banky three maybe behind, often behind the, the, the forwards. 
on the left of that so you're not an out and out left winger as such I mean mm. some of the goals you've seen him scoring for Celtic he's cutting in he's, he's kind of like left to centre um, so not a left winger but given the opportunity to hit that byline and get the, the, the ball across that's for me his best position where El Yunusi's played most of the season so I mean you look at that and you look at the, the way we lined up tonight that wasn't really part of the game was it? No no, because so you're looking at like Salt and where he was playing. Yeah, exactly. So again, you're, you're you're mixing it up a wee bit. Does that still allow you to play two up front if you play like Salt and Mikey Johnson? Well, you're you're going to have to look at um, what you got: Christie, Turnbull, Sorrow, McGregor. You know, so you're you're trying to fit. If you're playing two up front, you're trying to fit Mikey Johnson into that section of the field. Um, and of those four, does any of them uh, deserve to be dropped? So to bring in Johnson, you're looking at changing the shape, aren't you? And then, and then you're looking at the thing that we've been talking about all night, Edward and Griffiths, not being possible. The other thing is, in the games that Johnston's played against Rangers so far, he's looked a bit sort of lightweight. Um, he had the chance in the, the cup final to put it beyond doubt, to make it 2-0. Mm. Um, the game at Ibrox, he, he didn't have the best of, of games. So I don't know, maybe he's a, an impact player coming off the bench if you're still kind of close after 60-70 minutes but I mean the games that's coming up Dundee United will be a tricky game they had a good performance tonight Hamilton it may be a, a chance to throw him in at Hamilton just to keep the, the squad fresh as you said just played basically over 200 minutes in the last three days so there'll probably a couple of players in there that'll be looking to get a bit of a rest yeah definitely and um, Lauren Laura, sorry, Laura Bradburn. Oh. Laura Bradburn, who obviously was um, heavily involved in our Scottish Cup coverage. She's a, a very um, good and fairly new member to the Axon Bulletin team. Not one for hyperbole, uh, or is it hyperbole, um, or is that a, an American football, football ground, soccer ground? But David Turnbull is the new Paul McStay. Don't at me. Thoughts? You're asking somebody that never got to see Paul McStay play. You never seen McStay playing? No. I feel sorry for you. Oh, I'm, I feel sorry for myself in that You sense. should. The boy was well-named the maestro. Um, and what you got from McStay when you look back, actually, is someone who had a bit of bite as well. And because we're going about his finesse. But when you watch some of these games, um, particularly against Rangers as it happens, Paul McStay wasn't scared of a battle. I think he only got sent off once in his entire career for kicking Neil McCann. So we'll let him off for of that. Uh, that's when McCam was coming through at Dundee. It's a big, big comparison to make. Um, I think David Turnbull is a different style of player. See, the thing is, it's a lot of pressure to put on somebody when he's only been in the, the team a couple of games. I mean, it was only, what, six, seven weeks ago when we were away at St Johnston mm. and we said he had a poor game. He did. It was his first start of the season. Yeah, so, um, I mean, don't get me wrong, uh, I think he's got the ability to be the best um, in Scotland in his position, mm-hmm. um, and I certainly think he'll be one in maybe 18 months to two years' time where we're going to be fighting off some big bids for him. Um, speaking to Derek Watson today, who's part of the Welsh Society, yeah. and they are so pleased that he's doing well um, and they believe he's the, the best player that he's brought through since James McFadden and that's that speaks volumes for him um, and we, we're only going to see him continue to develop because he's still very young Well the, the thing with Motherwell that is great praise indeed because they've produced some amount of players um, I wouldn't even have thought McFadden was the best of them 
to be honest with you. I mean, Motherwell have produced some incredible talent down the years. Um, and again, you know, we were talking earlier on about Phil O'Donnell. Phil O'Donnell was one of the best for me. I think that his time at Celtic was hampered by injury, but let's not forget how special a player he was. Part of that Scotland under-21 team that got to the European Championship semi-finals, PSV Eindhoven wanted him. Mm. at that time um, he was getting bad injuries and he was getting the cortisone injections and all that kind of stuff Colin as a young young player when Celtic signed him for 1.75 under Tommy Burns it was almost like he was the final part in that midfield jigsaw for Celtic teaming up with the aforementioned Paul McStay with John Collins and then you had a bit of bite with Peter Grant uh, Peter the pointer who I loved I loved because you needed a bit of bite um, but yeah it, it is high high praise indeed if you're going to compare Tumble to Paul McStay. I've seen a lot of players coming through in actual fact and getting compared. Remember, uh, Simon Donnelly was compared by Lou McCarry to Kenny Dalgleish. That's a, a lot of pressure to put mm. on people's shoulders. Uh, Stevie Fulton not compared to someone as well. Was it Baggio? Baggio, yeah. That's a lot of pressure to put on people. But Fulton was a silky player. He was a silky player, but I mean, Baggio, different, different gravy. Definitely. Different gravy. Yeah, so we've, we've looked at Sorrow, Griffiths, um, Edward, Frimpong. I thought Frimpong showed a lot more today. I mean, there was an obvious occasion where he set up the goal, Colin, but we're always going on about this bit that lacks in his game. Um, but I think tonight he showed that he can do it. He showed it previously. Mm. Remember, you know, the cross against Riga? Yeah, yeah. He, has created, he has created goals. I'm now looking at a scenario where we have the creativity of Frimpong on the right, Johnson on the left. But I'm going to go back to the point you made. How do you accommodate them in this team? <laughs> how and do still you, play two up front? How do you accommodate them in the team, playing two up front and still offering cover to the defence? Because we know it's probably our weakest part of the team. So that's that's going to give Neil Lennon a, a big headache. Um, I'm sure he'll want to play as many of his best players and the, the players that are in form when we get up to the big games that's coming up. But you've, you've really got to play the situation as well, and that's one of the reasons why Scott Brown came into the team on Sunday. So, look, the guys that are playing at the minute have the jersey. It's up to them to play themselves into consideration or to play themselves out of it. Looking at the players that played tonight, the only one who I think might not get the start uh, on Boxing Day would be uh, Lex Salt. I think Taylor might come in. Now, I'm going to try his name. Eno Mine. Eno Mine, 32, is coming in to say there's no comparison, lads. Behave. I think you're talking about the Paul McStay comparison. Now, it wasn't us that made that. <laughs> we were just relaying the information and Laura Bradburn says, don't at me. Now, the thing is, Colin, we're almost wrapping up for tonight's post-match, but uh, we've been very positive today, I think. So let's bring Kevin Graham in to balance it off. <laughs> Beat Hamilton and Dundee United. Bite your hand off for a draw at Ibrox. Then bring in the change. We are treading water, waiting to drown. At the minute, I'd bite your hand off for a draw at Ibrox, the way things are going. Would you? Um, but then I'd rather be surprised if we went on to win the game. But uh, as it stands, a draw would be brilliant and it would keep the momentum going. So you're happy with a draw at Ibrox? Yeah? I don't think I'm the only one. Well, we'll see because, I mean, you're throwing it out there and I just think that um, we've got, for me, a situation when you're playing them that anything can happen, Colin. Anything can happen in that game. You know that. Neil Lennon knows that. We've got players who have been through this time and time again. Uh, Rangers are on an excellent you know, running form. We know that. But they can be got at. I believe. I, I, I do agree with you. I'm not saying keep the faith. 
No, no, no. <laughs> the, there is. But we've got to remember, we were talking like two weeks ago where we couldn't buy a win. We're, we're just starting to turn this corner now. But that's or, football. That's apparently. football. Yeah, Kaplan Mark draws not good enough. Or sorry, draws not enough. I agree with that. We, we need to affect our games that we have, um, you know, influence on. We're hoping will they, will they drop anything against Motherwell and Motherwell go a goal up. As I said earlier today, I would have loved the St Mirren game to be in the league. You know, you're looking at that game tonight. I predicted St Johnson were going to get beat four nothing, and we had to we had to win five nothing. So we we can't rely on them dropping points. I do think they will. I do think they will drop points, but we can't rely on it. So for me, a draw isn't enough. And we need to go and win. We need to go and win at Ibrox. Now, this is a fixture that obviously this season is completely different from seasons gone by when we're going to Ibrox and absolutely terrorising them. But I think what we're doing is we are putting a team together. I hope that has got a bit of new life breathed into it through the likes mm-hmm. of Sorrow, Turnbull, the return of Griffiths. Uh, we've got a goalkeeper there who, yeah, a couple of mistakes in the Scottish Cup final aside, seems far more assured than the other two that we've been playing this season. So I'm getting also Julian and I are, might be the the two at the back who we know they've got a good uh, a good relationship or you, you would think that they would. They've played for long enough, uh, a couple of seasons now. Duffy might be back for the game. Who else is coming back? I mean, I don't think Forrest has been quoted. I was surprised tonight to see in Cham. I really was. Yeah, so was I. I didn't think he was near the team. Uh, yeah, Lennon was kind of saying he's only just back in training. So I don't know. Um, I was also surprised to see Ayeti kind of come out uh, from the blue and ended up on the park. So... Who knows? Um, do you know what? You just want it to be that um, you could go to, to Ibrooks and win and I would love us to do it and I think it would be a big turning point in our season. But let's just get the next two games out of the road first and we'll see where it takes us. Oh, that's a big cliche that, eh? Yeah, one game at a time. Thanks everybody for getting involved. If you haven't already done so, please subscribe to us on our YouTube channel. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, all that's left for me to say this evening is thank you, Colin Watt, for joining me on a Celtic State of Mind. Take care. Got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head, comb it over, wear a hat? Just stop. This is in 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration experts, can give you your real hair back permanently. Check them out today because they're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to anyone that texts EASY to 203203. 
Dude, you don't have to look like your dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they're ahead of the curve. They use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. And the best part? Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let Bosley show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text EASY to 203203. That's B-A-S-Y to 203203. It's the Marketer's Report. This week, Patrizia Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on the difficult task of building and retaining consumer trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy, and we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. The best thing for us to do is to build a relationship with our consumers. And if those consumers have a relationship with the DJs that are on air, then we want to build on that. House of the Dragon, which was one of our most successful, if not the most successful campaign we've ever done for a show, audio was a core part of that. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. Not just a media company, iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Sports Social Podcast Network.